If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Yo, what's up? It's your boy Ivy Scott, and I just jumped off the porch with my boy Dirty Glove Bastards. Get it. Girl, I need somebody just like me chasing babies. Yes, sir. We right back at it, y'all. We got Hitmaker and Ivory Scott jumping off the porch with us today. What's good with y'all? What up, bro? For sure, for sure. We act. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ivory Scott, man. I mean, this, this interview is for you, bro. So, you know what I'm saying? Let me make sure to, you know, show respect. and love. You know what I mean? Make sure to, you know, give you your just due, bro. I appreciate that, for Yeah, sure. man. Definitely a pleasure having no, you on the porch, thanks bro. Thanks for having me. It's legendary. Yeah. Nah, that's what's up, man. And Hitmaker, likewise, bro. Definitely a pleasure having you nah, on the porch. Sure. You know what I mean? You, you know, lay, you know, the soundtrack to, you know, a bunch of artists that, you know, we've had on the porch or even sure. just artists that's just in our niche and in our wheelhouse, uh, you know what I'm saying, what we do. So definitely a pleasure having Thanks you. Thanks know, for having me, bro. Yeah, both sure. of us. Love. Nah, that's what's up, man. So, so yeah, man, um, bumped into you. I cast at the YouTube event, uh, you know, here in Atlanta uh, yesterday. And, you know, it was dope just seeing you know, them here, you know, really like tapping into the culture. Um, Hitmaker, I know we were saying that, you know, like and even in the years of you coming up, like uh -huh. it wasn't a lot of, you know, things like that where people were sharing game. Can yeah. you just, you know, talk about that? I mean, you know, my personal experience coming up, uh, like in my earlier career when I was Youngberg or whatever, like I think that uh, it just wasn't, the information wasn't out there. You know, it was early internet phases, you know what I'm saying? And people was trying to get adapted to all the shit. And I think that now, like, it's just certain people that's in position that's just like trying to pass the game off and pass the plug. I think back then it was so gatekeeped that, you know what I'm saying? You had to know this a or know this person or to be in these rooms to even hear these type of conversations. But with the internet and just social media and all this other stuff now, like I think it's just allowed a lot of different people to be um, key players and just putting niggas on the type of information that they need, you know, whether it's networking or how to get your, your level up or just basically how to approach other people that's in the industry or whatever when you trying to get your music to them. So man, that shit was super dope to be there. All right, now that's what's up. And Ivory, when you hear somebody like Hitmaker say that, you know, um, you coming up and, you know, being in the mix of events like that, like how does that even make you feel? Like, I, you know, do it make you just even take stuff like that even less for granted or? You yeah, know? nah, for sure. Like I definitely feel like, you know, there is still some gatekeeping, you know what I'm saying, going on in the business. Like, I ain't gonna cap what you like. Yeah. Bro gonna keep it humble, you know what I'm saying, because he ain't no gatekeeper, you know what I'm saying? He gonna get a game up to whoever he can give it up to, yeah. put who in position he wanna put in position. That's just the type of, you know, nigga he is. But like, it's a lot of people that's in position that's just really trying to hold position, you know what I'm saying, in the game. So it's like, it is, you know, a benefit to not take something like that for granted, for real, for real, when you got people around you that move like that. Yeah, nah, for sure. Cause you know, they say the game is to be sold, not to be told. Yeah. So when you got folks coming and you know- That's cap though, food. this the music business. That was some pimp shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like a pimp made that, that lingo up. You know what I'm saying? Not no nigga that's trying to get on the business, you know? Nah, that's real, that's real shit. <laughs> but yo, Ivory, so you from Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah, Southside. Word, yeah. word, that's what's up, man. Can you, you know, tell us about what it was like for you coming up? I mean, Southside, it, was, it was crazy. Like I grew up, you know what I'm saying, on the nine, but I, I, went, I went to school on East and East Englewood, you know what I'm saying? So like, I went to the same school as Sosa, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so like, 
but grew up in the same hood as Dirk. I mean, as, as um, as Dirk. You know what I'm saying? So like, basically, like it's like what is that scene on TV for real? For real? You know what I'm saying? I ain't really know that like Chicago was like such a beautiful city until like I got some money and went back. You know wow. what I'm saying? So like, but like the you know the city made me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I was I was protected from all the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like my brothers was dealers. You know what I'm saying? So that shit really like kept me out, like because really the OGs was my brothers. Yeah. So like ain't nobody really fuck with me like that. I played ball and shit. So I was like I completely kept my life separate from it. So I wasn't like I was in it but not of it for word, real. For word. real. And it's interesting you say that, like that Chicago wasn't beautiful to you until you got some money and came back. Yeah. Because I'm sure, you know, being from the neighborhoods you from, like it wasn't regular like go to the taste of Chicago or yeah. be downtown like in Greek town nah, or something. Hell or nah. be, it was you know? a privilege to pass Lakeshore Drive. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a privilege, boy. Yeah. That's like weekend vibe, you know what I'm saying? But don't get it twisted, like Chicago, you know what I'm saying, like made a lot of great, you know what I'm saying? It made hit, like, you know what I'm saying? It made a lot of great people and great, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, pressure, you know what I'm saying? Pressure bust pipes, no, for, for sure. real, for real. So like, I love my city, but you know yeah, what I'm saying? It, it, it get active out there for Yeah, no, nah, for sure. I mean, that's real. And I mean, you know, like some of the most beautiful music, art, you know what I'm saying, have been made from, you know, those, from those circumstances. I mean, yeah. even the culture that we in right now that we all love hip hop. I mean, yeah. we know that that was created yeah. from, you know, folks not having it and sure. needing to be resourceful and, you know, hooking up the extension cords yeah, to the, you know, sure. to the light poles and to the speakers and all that. So, sure. I mean, the most beautiful art has come from, you know, what they say, like a rose uh, rise yeah. from the concrete. Yeah, right, you know what right, I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so sure. nah, that's real. So what was your come up like in Chicago? Like what type of kid were you coming up? I ain't gonna lie, like really like I like I said, like my brothers and cousins and shit, like is with that shit, you know what I'm saying? So like really like I was like the suit the the, the trying to be the one to get everybody out the hood. Right. Like that was always my energy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I never like wanted to like be other city, but I always wanted to like go back, get my people. That's why as soon as I got, got motion, I moved my mom out of Chicago, Word. moved my pops out of Chicago, moved my, practically my whole family, just because like, you know what I'm saying, the upbringing was crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like it was times like, where like my mom's, we ain't had no food, no lights, we ain't had no stove in the kitchen. I'm talking yeah. about the craziest situations to where it's like, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people come off the porch, but I feel like I fell out the porch. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't had no choice. I had to feed my sisters. Yeah. So like, shit, we did whatever whatever it took to survive. You know what I'm saying? Type right. shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. as humble as I can keep it. Well, you, you hear when people use the term uh, fight or flight? Yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. You know, it, it sounds like that. It's like, you know, when you, you don't know how you gonna get through circumstances like that. You probably can't even fathom them in your mind. Yeah, but then right. when they come, you you able to get past them nah, and able to sure. you know what I'm saying get over them hurdles. Yeah, that make the rest of this life easy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when you go through that that much turbulence and you didn't seen that much heartbreak and you didn't seen lost you know what I'm saying lost your brothers and you know what I'm saying like most of my people you know what I'm saying is at the cemetery in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like. Like when you done been through so much in your life, you know what I'm saying? Like you get out into this into this real world, the pain ain't really that heavy. Right, right. For real. Yeah, no, nah, that's real. And so um were you so you were talking about your siblings. Were you the youngest of your siblings? Yeah, I was the youngest of my siblings. Yeah. Okay. I lost my I lost my sister in um two thousand eighteen, my older sister. But like my sisters, they were my sisters. Like, even though like I was the youngest, like I really like took responsibility, you know what I'm saying? Not having our father in our lives and my mom doing what she was doing, like I had to be the man, you know what I'm saying? So I had to go get it, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, 
So I, I feel like the big brother. You know Word. what I'm saying? That's how my sister always called me her little big brother. Huh, no, I can yeah. dig it, man. I, 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 I imagine that or I guess that in my mind where you were talking, um, I'm in the same circumstance being the youngest sibling. Yeah. Took that responsibility. I'm yeah. from Milwaukee move. My mom's out the hood sure. when I got writing. For sure. So how you was telling it, I could relate to it and I could tell. That's why I was like, let me ask and you know, see. Um, so then let me ask you this because a lot of times being the youngest, um, we on one side kind of get the best of our parents because maybe you know they weren't giving as many whoopings or yeah. what you know what i mean like on that tip but then a lot of times the youngest does have to take the responsibility you know almost acting as the yeah. oldest just because you might have come and even have been given a little more wisdom even you know than other yeah, yeah, yeah. you know siblings i mean i think that's something that's not really spoken about or even you know, known, but like I, I definitely think that's a value that at, that the younger siblings have that are willing to nah, take that I'm responsibility. Totally agree with that for real. Yeah, nah, that's what's up, man. So, when did you find your love for music, bro? Man, I swear I don't remember like when I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Love music, but like I basically like I took like my trauma that I was going through. Like you know what I'm saying? Like my dad was like a heavy, heavy user. You know what I'm saying? Like so I would like basically like lock myself in a room teach myself how to play piano, teach okay. myself how to write songs. Like, so I basically used my trauma, like to like, that was like my escape from reality. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of the shit I was going through was like, basically like just like turbulence, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Lights off, you know what I'm saying? No water, you know what I'm saying? Like the struggle, you know what I'm saying? Like fucking barring clothes for my cousins, like just going through the, through the motions and shit like that. So like, that's really where it all came from, for real. Word, word. And so you learn how to play piano, like uh, self-taught? Yeah, yeah, self-taught, man. Okay. I actually taught myself, like, classical piano. You know okay. what I'm saying? One of the first songs I learned was Fairy Leaves by Beethoven. Wow. So, like, but, like, that shit was, like, you know, my distraction. You know, so much shit going on around, around me. Like, I always, like, you know, like, some niggas come up and they look up to the, to the, to the biggest dealer on the block. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't really have that because my brother was locked up. So mm -hmm. it's like... I looked up to the people I saw on the screen, you know what I'm saying? I, saw, I looked up to people like, like even my brother, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Seeing him like coming from the same city that I came from, like. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Somebody make like really making it, like really, really backpack having motion, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Big chains on for niggas had big chains on. Right. Like so like that shit made me wanna that's crazy, like this even becoming like a, a revelation for me right now because it's like, you know, really watching him like really made me be like, man, I can get out, you know what I'm saying? I can I can shine for real. Yeah. And I don't gotta be out here like, you know, hurting nobody, taking nothing from somebody else's family. Right, Cause like right. anytime you rob, take from somebody, you take it from somebody's kids' mouth too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. to feed your own. And I don't want to do that. Like, I wanted to let my work, you know what I'm saying, Pro prove no. my work. For sure, for sure. And hey, you were one of the, you know, first artists coming from Chicago that mm -hmm. I feel like kind of had like a different vibe, a different yeah. message, you know what I'm saying, coming yeah. with your music. Was that intentional or was that just the vibe? Nah, like, um, earlier in my career, like, when I first got signed to DMX, like, I probably got signed to him when I was, well, shit, I dropped out of ninth grade or whatever. I wouldn't recommend nobody do that shit, you know what I'm saying? It just yeah. worked out for me. But um, I got my first deal, record deal, when I was in ninth grade, and um, my, my content was more like street, because this was back in the era where the Jada Kisses, the DMX, like, it was just a different time, and, like, like my background was so crazy that 
I'm doing like this the way I was raised like my parents were super successful when I was super young like my, my mom had like a large chain of like childcare facilities in um, Chicago and then my dad was like director of Chicago public schools and had a bunch of real estate but my crazy ass like I'm so like hypnotized by the music like I wanted to go sell crack and like sell drugs and be around the niggas on the block like how we was talking about like these like the same areas like I used to be on um, right. like grew up in Foster Park and then shit 70th and Winchester then um went to school over east so it was kind of like my content was more edgy like and then when I finally got on as Berg I ain't gonna lie I was living in LA so like the energy wasn't really my environment wasn't as ruthless and cutthroat and you know what I'm saying like yeah. being around those different things I really was just all around a bunch of women it was like women weed and weather like yeah. how they tell you like how LA what used to be right. it was just like an escape for me like how bro was saying so my content shifted to what was true to me yeah. I think that when I was younger that was true to me because I was in them trenches like right. that or whatever but exactly. when I moved to LA and my career took off I was just around the baddies the vibe so that's right. where hence sexy lady yeah. and then like they came with the song sexy can out the song with ray j like yeah. i hated that song i never wanted to do that right. shit which is my biggest record as an artist in my right. whole entire career but um i was like man i hate this shit i'm gonna be the sexiest nigga in the world you know what i'm saying like yeah. they go from sexy lady to sexy can I, and yeah. i already had my song the business with the girl Kasha. so i mean all those different areas and things that happen that shit i ain't mad that they happen because it worked out and i'm here on the porch talking to you but mm -hmm. i mean at the same token man like the content i think that your environment kind of shapes the art that you create nah that's real that's real um and i gotta ask you like what did it feel like to first of all be signed to dmx mm -hmm. but then on your first song that you dropped on that exit wound mm -hmm. soundtrack like for him to be doing the ad-libs yeah. and all on there that shit was crazy because you know i ain't gonna lie uh I, as a kid, I probably had one of the biggest bidding wars ever in the whole like game. Like everybody wanted to sign me. I probably had like 13, 14 deals. Um, Hove wanted to sign me. X wanted to sign me. It was a big thing. That shout out to hip hop uh, from um, Rockefeller and all the people over there. And um, I ain't gonna lie, man. Jay Z is my favorite rapper now, ever. But at that time, DMX was the guy. Like this was the year that he put out the two albums. Oh, yeah. He was coming off that shit. I literally it just went from asking my dad to buy me the CD. For for Christmas to being signed to him probably like four months later. Wow. So um X was just the guy, man. Like and then Exit Wounds, I'll never forget that shit. Uh we was in Toronto, Canada. He was filming the movie, Exit Wounds. Okay. And we were up there and like he had me up there for like a couple months and um we just went in the studio. Uh my guy E Rex, who was like Eve's brother um came through the studio and he had the track already and then like me and him wrote the hook together and then i wrote all my raps and then i wrote all my verses but i wrote it like thinking for dmx to say all the shit that i was saying in the song because i know he was good at playing characters when he do like his damien shit or when he get in that type of bag so i wrote it recorded it in toronto he came through he loved it he did the parts right on the spot or whatever and shit that was my first recording ever out wow yeah, that's legendary. Yes, sir. <laughs> Man, and so, you know, you, you've made, you know, transitions, uh -huh. you know, in the game and made a huge transition from, you know, being the artist mm -hmm. to then being, you know, the songwriter, producer. Uh -huh. um, what was that like and was it easy for you to make the decision to do that? Um, see, 
I always been a student of the game and just being having the knowledge and knowing who the LA reads of the world are and knowing who all these different black men that were like in leadership positions inside a company. So I always wanted to be a CEO or like the big dog at a, at a label. Like it never was like my whole career was just so more so like, man, I'm going to be an artist until I'm 50. Like that wasn't the case for me. I always was aspiring to be behind the scenes as well too. And that was just my way in the door. As far as like a executive and just changing the transition, I, I was always producing my records, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it just wasn't for me to, like I was so caught up in being an artist and just having my glow at that time. It wasn't like, back then it wasn't like dope for you to be like, yeah, I, I produced this right, and right. I blah, blah, blah. It wasn't really like a thing to really be saying. And producer tags weren't It was no producer like tag. The, yeah, I don't think there was tags at that time, for real, for real. So um, it was more so like, man, I did that. Then I went through like my own trials and tribulations as an artist and then my music was still fire though. And, uh, and I, it took a real reality check for me. It was like, man, I don't do nothing else but music. I don't really got like, I, I left everything behind. I'm not finna go work for no family business and no shit like that. So to me, I just shifted everything over and realized that the music was still good. They just ain't want the shit from me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think yeah. that as an artist or a songwriter, anybody in the game, like that's a real jewel right yeah. there. Like, cause you gotta do what's gonna work for you in a situation. Right. Every songwriter was an artist. Every, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like everybody, that, yeah. don't nobody just get in the game and be like, man, I'm finna be a songwriter. <laughs> like now maybe cause it's, look, it's glamorized and it's, it look yeah, good. Yeah, like yeah, you sure. could live like a rapper and be a dope songwriter. A lot of the right. niggas that's around me that write songs with me, they living like a rapper and really having it. This nigga right. really having it. <laughs> Yeah. But at the same token, um, I just had to get out my own way and just take it to the next level and shit. By the grace of God, we here now. Word. No, that's what's up. So, Ivory, when did you decide to take music seriously? Man, for real. Like, I, um, I left Chicago when I was 16, moved to L.A. Okay. Basically, I bought my first car, you know what I'm saying, for myself when I moved to L.A. Lived in that bitch for like nine months and I was just studio hopping, every studio I can get in. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, when I left Chicago, cause basically like, I felt like when I first went to LA, like it was for like a meeting with, with the Sony Records and like the meeting didn't go well and shit. And I was supposed to just go back to the rap, but like, I was like, shit, I already know what's there. You know what I'm saying? I already know what's to it. And basically like, knowing like back home, my family was still going through the same shit. They'd mm -hmm. be still going through the same shit if I didn't decide like, I gotta, I gotta go make this shit happen. So that's when I decided, like, I gotta do this shit for us, not just for me. Word, word. No, that's what's up, man. And so, um, were you? Was it like you starting like to release songs and and, and go into that mode, or like, kind of, what was what was your direction? Well, I always kind of like had like like the vision for myself, like as being like a songwriter that will transition into being a successful artist. Like, gotcha. of course, like every songwriter, like, you know, he, he look at himself as an artist, mm -hmm. but like, that's just like, I saw like some of the greatest people that were doing it, that was their transition, you know what I'm saying? So like, that's how I always kind of saw it. So my whole main focus was a songwriter. I'm trying to like be in any room, any artist, any producer I can be in mm -hmm. that's relevant to the game. And I'm trying to put my, get my foot in the door. So basically yeah. like, I just like over outworked, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. everybody around, you know what I'm saying? Like to get to get to where we at right now. Word, word. And uh, before you linked with Hit, like what were some of the like moves you were making and you know, some of the things that, that you were, you know, out there doing that? Yeah, like, like so like before like I really got in the business, like I was like a construction worker, bro. Like word. I was always doing music, like you know what I'm saying? Like, but um when I when I moved to Atlanta, 
I was doing construction. Like I worked on some of like the biggest buildings in Buckhead, like wow. for real, for real, as a lead carpenter. Yeah. And like um, uh, my boy Vail introduced me to Ray Daniels. Okay. And, oh, man. Uh, Shout Ray, out Ray, yeah, man. That's yeah, one of my so people, Ray man. Daniels, like That's pretty much, like when I first met Ray Daniels, the man gave me a check for 20K and was like, look, give me a chance. I'm going to change your life. You know what I'm saying? You're one of the greatest songwriters. And he like affiliated with like some of the biggest songwriters of our time, yeah. too. And so like he took me to Mike Karen and shit got to going. But one of the first things that Mike Karen did was he put me a hit on text. Now, mind you, I told you in the beginning, like, Hit was really, like, one of the niggas that I was looking up to in the business, wow. from Berg to Hit, because, like, he did his transition just flip the other yeah, way around. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So he just on the list of those niggas that, you know what I'm saying, really, like, motivated me that it's possible type shit. Mm -hmm. And he put us on text, and he just would say, he literally said, like, If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. Ivory Scott me hit hit makers guaranteed magic. Mm. And bro, me and bro been locked in ever since. Yeah. Like bro done put me in, in, in the biggest rooms that I've been a part of for real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I really give it up to bro for real for that. Nah, that's what's uh, up, man. Uh hit, do you remember connecting with Ivory uh -huh. and like what you know what the vibe was? Yeah, of you... course. Uh the funny shit is I think Mike like approached me because like at that time, um, and still to this day, like I was like on a massive run with Jeremiah, you know what right, I'm saying? Yes, and like sir. we were doing like, every hooks and all these different features for different people. And Mike just kind of came off the hip, like, yo, like check it out. Uh, I got a guy, this is my guy. Yeah, I mean, he, he will be great with you. If you work this great with Jeremiah, you can work even more with this guy and he's available and he's ready to work. So um, Ivory came through to my studio at the time. We was in LA at a spot that I had and um, Shit, I think we did like 10 records the first night. And sure. then like, I'm kind of the dude that like, like how we saying gatekeeping and shit like that. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like if, if you can come in here, I don't care where you're from, what you look like, what <laughs> yeah. you got going on. If you can come in here and can, we can have some chemistry and run these songs up. I don't care if you go smoke crack in the bathroom. I don't care what you got to do to get to it or whatever. I ain't judging. I'm not really like one of them type of niggas. So a lot of producers at the statue that, um, even at that time or whatever, because I was I had a, I had a lot of motion at that time now, but at the stature I am now, niggas be like, not unless you sign to me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't right, want right. to work with him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Don't bring like I gotta be able to invest and be a part of the business. But to me, I was just like, the more people I put on, shit, if I ever need a favor, they gonna be able to throw sure. me one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And sure, then not yeah. only that, shit, it, the the whole motivation for me with all this music shit. Like, that's why we got so much output. I think, like, this year already, I done dropped, like, 200 and something songs or whatever that came out and got placements or whatever. So it's kind of like, I just want the run and keep going. You know, a lot of people focus off and say, well, uh, I ain't going to sell these songs because I'm waiting for J. Cole to come. I, I did this hook, but man, everything must go on my laptop. I don't care who it is. You got a budget, you got a deal, come get it, take it. Because the, the beauty of, of what we do is that, man, I, not only do I got confidence in, in myself, but I got confidence in, in my team that we can do it again. Sure. No, the record's just going to keep getting better and better. Yeah. So Ivory, can you take us through your mindset um, before you went in to link with Berg for like the first studio session, first, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I ain't gonna lie, like my mindset was like, man, like this, this man is moving, you know, see, got shit going on. Like yeah. I gotta be 100% the, the best version of myself, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
And and I ain't gonna lie, like when I went in the room, hell yeah, first day I was in that shit, I was nervous. Like he literally, I walked in the in the shit, he was like, yo, you got something? Go in the booth. Like not like no sit down, pen, paper, turn the beat on. Yeah. Go in the booth. And that was like one of the first one of the first times that I ever did. I never told him that. Nah, I ain't but this was one of the first times that I ever like just went in a booth and just flowed. And so like even like working with bro, like it changed the dynamic of how I how I work. Mm. Cause like I usually like I sit down with a guitar, I write, you know what I'm saying, whatever. Mm. But like he he showed me the speed behind this shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The output, having fun while you doing the shit. It was it was a vibe. Right. So like that's why we was able to do 10 songs. But yeah, when I first walked in there, like shit, yeah, heart was in the chest, but I knew that I knew who I was. You know what I'm saying? Like I always knew how I, I know I belong. Like I feel like that's the the first thing that any artist, writer, producer they gotta know that they belong in the room that they going in. Wow, if you feel like you don't belong in a room or if you too scared to be in a room or you don't feel like you good enough, then you are not ready. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I belong in that shit. We, you know what I'm saying? Hits later, we yeah. still active. Would you say that the things that you went through in your life earlier on prepared you for a moment like that? Oh, for sure. Like I, you know, it's like I was saying before, like, you know what I'm saying? The Chicago cuts the best kind, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not on no boastful shit, but it's like, when you come through something, you've endured so much in your life, it's like, what could, what could, what could really shake you? You know what I'm saying? I done yeah. seen my brothers like bleeding out. You know what I'm saying? Like, what could shake me? You know what I'm saying? In the music business. Right. So it's like, I feel so free to myself and I'm so true to my story. Like, I'm so true to who I am. You know what I'm saying? That like, I, shit, I carry enough weight on my own. I just know that I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be adding to whatever I'm going to type shit. Not yeah. like so much pulling from. Right, right. And did you guys was the chemistry like pretty, pretty quick, or like how long did it take for you guys to know that y'all had one? It was instant. It was instant yeah. for real. It was instant. We was literally locked in like every. Yeah. Like when I was out there that first trip in LA, this was when I first did my deal with APG, and I had two sessions during the day at APG. And then my night session was with bro. Mm -hmm. So I was basically doing two sessions and then linking with bro like every night. Like we was back to back with it. And it's just yeah. like a lot of shit came out of that. You right. know what I'm saying? For right. mm -hmm. Now, hey, you've done, I mean, you've been in the studio with a lot of people made yeah. hits. You know what I mean? What's different about being in the studio with Ivory and what like makes y'all chemistry, you know, just so crazy? I mean, uh, he can do anything. You know what I'm saying? And like uh, our work together has been a, uh, a true like testament of that. Like shit, mm -hmm. like the man wrote the hook for uh, Chris Brown on um, Blue, uh, Young Blue song Baddest with 2 Chains or whatever, double platinum record. That's him singing. The man wrote the song Peru on some whole Afrobeat shit with Ed Sheeran and Fireboy. Right. The man wrote so many different rapper songs for girls that we ain't even gonna get into a right. different shit that we done did together. So yeah. it wasn't, I didn't see the man go in the booth and write a country song. I didn't see, like nigga can do anything. So yeah. to me, like once I see somebody is capable of that, then the possibilities are just endless, you know what I'm saying? And it's not just like, all right, well, I'm gonna do some rap shit today with bro. You know what I'm saying? It's right. more so like, well, we can do whatever we want type shit. Sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I like this answer from both of you guys. Um, now we know that like in the songwriting um, realm that at least like in hip hop, you know, is you know, it's, it's frowned upon in certain circles. Um, what's the experience like working with rappers, you know, in that realm and, um, you know, I mean, because y'all have y'all have made some hits. So, I mean, it must definitely y'all convincing people like, hey, this is the you know way to go. But is it like still a lot of pushback from people or no. are artists more open nowadays? No, 
because we've done it so much and the consistency is there. And the, what a lot of people don't realize, like even how I answered that last question, it's like, this shit like a secret society when you like people let you in their studios and letting you in their creative process. So it's on you to play yourself and do that. You know what I'm saying? After the fact. And I think he would be chasing clout. And that's why like no disrespect to like other situations that happen where other people found out they had writers or different things like that. Mm -hmm. Music is a collaborative sport. It's not a one show thing, one man mm -hmm. or play. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can do that. Like, my dog can record itself. He can sit there and write a song by himself. But, like, I think the best work when we all get down to the bottom of the situation is a collaboration, yeah. being the key. You know what I'm saying? Inviting different energies, you know, because I might be thinking something one way. This nigga for sure thinking something totally different than mm -hmm. I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? He gonna yeah. go in the booth and say something wild. Like, I, <laughs> like he went in and said, sexy motherfucker, you the baddest one. I'm like, wait, what the fuck uh. this nigga said? And then, but I'm like, yo, it's money. So, it's collaboration, man. And then this the, the biggest point or whatever is that when you work with me, the song already done. It's on you to make the song your own. So shit, that's just what it is. Wow, wow. So now, you know, tapping in with you, you know, with your own music, um, you just released your single, Just Like Me, with Eric Bellinger. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. So uh, can you talk about that? The video is ill. That's crazy. Yeah. I appreciate that. Like, it's crazy because, like, like, that was a song that me hit OG Park and Eric Bellinger made in Miami, just like cooking up ideas for mm -hmm. artists. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like, bro, basically, like, when, when I did that song, he basically told me in the beginning, like, this for you. Like, you yeah. know, like, imagine, like, all the artists we'd have been in the room with, all the records, the opportunities to play that record. And bro, like, always held it down for me because he, like, knew, like, yo, this for bro. Like, right. this is my shit, you know what I'm saying? Without me having no motion as an artist, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that record like happened two years ago, okay. you know what I'm saying, type shit. But you know, it's a vibe, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's a vibe. It's always good to like drop music, you know what I'm saying, with your brothers, people that you already having fun, getting money with, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So that's why it was important, like we dropped that first one. Right, right. And then the messaging in the song, you know, it's about like, you know, wanting to vibe with a female that's like on the same, yeah, you know, yeah, mind frame yeah, that you want. Yeah. It's like, you can't be like, having motion, having money, but you dealing with a broke bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? She gonna have broke tendencies. She right. gonna think broke. She gonna make broke decisions. Yeah. So it's like, I need somebody that's thinking like-minded. If we out here trying to get motion, she out here trying to have our own motion, we can bring the motion together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To have emotions. So it's like, that's I need somebody just like me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like in that mindset. No, I can dig it. And what did it take for you to get to that mindset and you know not only looking at the vanity not it just being oh okay like she she fine or she got a big ass or she going through it having yeah. the one with the big ass having the one that's just beautiful and ain't got no mind yeah. having the one that's you know what i'm saying like going through it like you got to experience the relationships you know yeah. what i'm saying you got to go through it to get through it type shit. so like in order for me to carve out what i want i gotta know what i don't want that right. means i gotta experience that so yeah. like how important is it for you to have um, like a positive and like healthy life structure knowing, you know, like how you came up and everything? It's everything, man. Like stability. Like just imagine like growing up with the things that I was able to have had to endure, things, the, the necessities, the essentials, mm -hmm. going to fucking school and slides and shit in the winter and goofy shit like that. So it's like stability, dude. Like I, I need to be like stable-minded, stable where I'm at, wake up in the morning, you know what I'm saying, yawn, don't worry about, 
you know what I'm saying, roaches on the wall and shit like that. Like yeah. stability, you know what I'm saying, was always something like that I was just chasing and needing from that. Right. Nah, that's what's up, man. And then um, in the Just Like Me video, y'all, um, you know, <laughs> took like the same from uh, coming to America. Yeah, you, you know, caught what I'm saying? that. The you caught that. You yeah, caught that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what's up. So then, let me ask you this, like. Did that kind of play off of even like some of your experiences? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, because you're going to see some wild shit out here. <laughs> yeah. Like people, like, like people are into some different shit. Yeah. You just got to, I mean, and different shit is for different people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, you just got to make sure you lining up with who you lining up with. But that, definitely, I'd have been in some, some wild encounters, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, with yeah. The other species. Nah, for sure. So, man, you've worked with a plethora of artists, bro. Sure. Um, I mean, what, uh, Beyonce? For sure. Yeah, you did Thick. For sure. Um, I mean, we, we said Fireboy yeah. and Ed Sheeran, yeah. and it was a yeah. bunch of remixes to that. Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. You know what I mean? And then I know you've worked with Queen Nyjah sure. and Madonna yeah, and, sure. you know what I mean, um, Ty Dolla Sign, sure. you know. Is there an artist that you uh, still aspire to work with that you haven't had the opportunity yeah, to? Yeah, I would like to work with her. You know what I'm saying? Okay. She a vibe for sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just to get 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 more off in that bag. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't feel like, like I touched that bag when it comes to on the, as far as the writing side. But yeah. I also think she a dope songwriter too. Where, where? Nah, that's what's up, man. Um, and then on the tip of, you know, like as an artist, like is there an particular artist that you want to feature with and that you'd like to like really work with and like release a song with? Or? I ain't gonna lie, I'm open. Like mm -hmm. shit, we got a record on, on the project with uh, Sukiyana. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm, I'm open like to whoever, like I just want to create, man, good shit. I don't it don't matter if you super lit or you just now starting to have motion or you up and coming, mm -hmm. you got heat, you know what I'm saying? I'm fucking with it. Yeah. Nah, that's what's up. And then you got an EP coming up, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. can you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah, I got a whole project coming up, executive produced by my brother Hitmaker, you know what I'm saying? Entitled Project Ebony. But before that, we drop in the BE, you know what I'm saying? B, you know what I'm saying? Before Ebony, you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. going to be four joints. We got um, Sukiano on that joint, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's going it's gonna to be a vibe. Yeah, nah, that's what it do. And um, what would you say, you know, so far is one of the biggest life lessons that you've learned? Take care of your money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you first start getting paper, you come from, like, like my mom ain't never talked to me about having good credit. You know what I'm saying? My mom ain't never talked to me about, like, when you get your first, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you give it to God. Like, you know, my, my people never, like, I never had that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, when you get your first check and it's 300K, you like, shit, I finna go fuck this up. You know what I'm saying? You learn your lesson because you like, damn, that shit gonna go right. quick. You gotta be chasing it just as much as you're receiving it. And like, so like, take care of your money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like you gotta take care of your paper and this shit. Yeah. Nah. I see niggas go broke easy. Yeah, nah, real easy. Cause that, that money, it, it looked like a lot at first. Shit ain't and nothing. then taxes get to hitting it yeah. and you know, everything yeah, else. Sure. And yeah, it go faster it's than- It's all perspective for real. Yeah, nah, nah, that's what's up. Um, what's one of the most like, what's one of the most surprising rooms or, you know, when, when you've worked with an artist and you've been like, damn, like, I'm in here with this artist. Like, is there, has there been that type of scenario? Probably, probably like Beyonce. Mm. Like Beyonce, like, she got like an energy, like, you mm. know what I'm saying, about herself, like that she just like, she brings to a room. Cause yeah. Of course it's like, you know, any room you step in, you know what I'm saying? Like these people become super successful and they have mm. so much influence. You know, yeah. as artists, of course, you know, survive when you tap it in with, you know, mostly anybody, but yeah. like, it's certain artists that just have that thing that you know, right. that's something special. 
Word. And can you talk about, you know, being on the grind and, you know, not having to, you know, go out and, and, and sell drugs or not having to go out and, you know, do something negative to get to the goals that you want to get to. Can yeah. you just tap into that? Because so yeah, many people I feel people like, you know, here. like when people like take those kind of risks, it comes from a, a place of hunger. Like you going through something, you, you need to feed your family. You might have uh, kids you're trying to feed. You might be trying to feed yourself. So people taking risk, you know what I'm saying? And I get it, but it's like, you got to remember like, when you take it from somebody, you take it from somebody yeah. for yourself. So it's like, you know, like I always say like, you don't gotta, you know what I'm saying? You don't gotta be a trapper to be a rapper. You can go yeah. have a job. Like I, I used to work two jobs, you know, as a construction worker, come home and still write 10 songs a night. Yeah. You know, so always like feed your dream. Like always like keep on investing in yourself. You know, you can, even when you are getting money, instead of, you know what I'm saying, going to get that, that drip you're trying to get, go get yeah. you a studio. Set yeah. you a studio up in your crib. Like, you know what I'm saying, invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's, that's mainly, you know what I'm wow. saying, the, the focus for real. No, nah, I can dig it. And what are some things that you do like to, like to, to keep a high, um, like high energy, high, you know what I'm saying? Like just keeping, just keeping everything positive and you know, things like that. Like, basically like set new goals. Like, like my goal 10 years ago, might have been to lock in with my brother. Right. Well, if I get to the point where I'm locked in with my brother and then I, I get stagnant because I'm like, this is this was my goal, yeah. you gotta create new goals. All right, what's the next level? Yeah. What's the next wave you're trying to be on? And then the people you keep around you, you keep, right. you know, keep the fuck niggas from around you, bro. Yeah. Like you can't like have people around you, you know that's flaw and you think you're gonna get good things out of flaw, right. flaw energy. Like it, it ain't gonna work like that. I can dig it. And I was trying to say high vibrations. That's yeah, what I was trying to say, you sure. know what I mean? Hit, what do you do, man, to, you know, keep your vibrations high and to just keep you in a good mindset, bro? Smoke, drink, and go to the studio every day. Word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just loving some bullshit. Hey, come on, man. We, yeah. we, that, that's our release, though, you yeah, know what I mean? Shit, sure. being able to grind, being able to be creative. So, yeah. nah, that's real. That's super real. Word, that's what's up, man. And um, you got anything else coming up that you that you want to talk about? No, I'm just super excited about the project Ebony coming. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot of... A lot of heat on there. I got Queen Nigel fe featuring on my next single, mm -hmm. Mama, and that's coming in the middle of September. Like Ty Dollar on the big single on the project. Yeah. Like I got all my brothers producing on it. Like it's it's gonna be a movie. Like I'm excited about the project coming for real. Word, word. And when you walked in, I just realized that you and me met yeah, at a Snoop, yeah. the Fish Man yeah, at his so, spot. You know what I'm saying? So where we crazy. get the exotic. Shout out Snoop. Shout out Snoop. Yeah, man. Bro. Shout out Snoop. You know what I'm saying? Where we get the exotic cichlids, all the yeah. exotic fish. You know what I'm saying? That's for the crazy. fish tanks. But uh, what kind of fish you rocking with right now? Man, like, what kind of tanks you running? I'm heavy on cichlids. I got some cichlids, you know what I'm saying? Some cichlids going. I got some Jack Dempsters going. I actually have a, um, a crazy goldfish koi pond that I'm building oh, wow. in my crib. Snoop's helping me with that right now, too. Okay, word. So it's a vibe, though. Dope, dope, man. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, I'm tapping into the African cichlids. Um, yeah. And then I'm, I'm a big South American cichlid yeah, guy. Yeah, okay. So, okay, like, okay. I got, like, the Oscars, the yeah. peacock bass, the yeah. marble fenestradas. Yeah, like, for sure, you know, for sure. Stuff like that's that. crazy. So, yeah, nah, that's, that's what's, what's up. up. It's crazy to lock in, like, yeah. way early. That's nah, absolutely. And we're going to have to bring the cameras over and check out the man, fish whenever uh, the, the pond bill whenever you know man whenever you know? yes sir that's what's up man so you got any um shout outs or you know anything you want to say before we uh, uh, wrap man, it up? shout out the nine shout out 66 and hermitage you know what i'm saying shout out my family shout out my sister you know what i'm saying r.i.p kim you know what i'm saying let's get it yes sir yes sir 
And uh, hit you got any uh, you got any shout outs you want to give before we get about here? Man, I'm just here in support of my brother, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, shit, shout out to everybody that's out there grinding hard and get to that next level, man. Cause we ain't gonna stop. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Girl, I need somebody just like me, chasing bankrolls and free.